Thanks for listening to Boundary Talk. We aim to bring you a roundup of the latest cricket action in less than 10 minutes, and all before your morning commute. Before the time stops ticking, let's get going. Well, yes, very good evening, everybody. Uh, good morning. It's quite early in the morning, but uh, that's not going to stop us from delivering you a 10 minute roundup of the action. And once again, the eagle-eared amongst you might realize that I am by myself. Um, I think, to be honest, between you and me, we need to have a little chat about uh, about my co-hosts, or my lack thereof, because, you know, every time I'm missing, I at least have a valid excuse of, you know, doing important things with, with the time I'm not dedicating to providing you with this excellent content. And then Seth and Kieran... Well, I don't know where they are. Uh, I'm told, rumour has it, that Seth might even not even be in the country. Such little is his commitment to the cause. Um, so I'll let you rumour that, uh, mull over that, and uh, if you want to try and depose Seth from the team, then get in contact with us, boundarytalk.gmail.com, and uh, and we can, we can maybe make that happen. But anyway, I've rambled long enough. Let's get stuck into what was a very... Dominant day for some teams in the county championship and when I say dominant um, As I run through the scores, you'll be able to see what I mean about certain teams just sort of turning the screw Across day two of the uh, of this round of the county championship anyway So looking at division one Hampshire versus Northamptonshire uh, Northamptonshire finished day two trailing Hampshire by 261 runs with eight wickets remaining. Uh, we're going to talk about a, uh, a certain poor performance in the first innings there. Middlesex and Somerset at Lords. Middlesex now trails Somerset by 148 runs with nine wickets remaining. Sam Robson, the only man to fall just before uh, the close today, but an uphill struggle for Middlesex there, it seems. Knotts versus Essex. Nottinghamshire lead Essex by 28 runs with five wickets remaining. Pretty nicely poised, really. Surrey and Kent. Kent trails Surrey by four runs, with six wickets remaining. Also, relatively speaking, even Stevens-ish there. And then down to Division 2, three matches. Gloucestershire versus Durham. Gloucestershire trailed Durham by 190 runs, with one wicket remaining. And Sussex-Glamorgan, Battle of the Australians. Glamorgan trails Sussex by 240 runs with nine wickets remaining. And then to close out Division 2, Worcestershire and Leicestershire. Worcestershire now needs, at the end of day two, remarkably, just the 245 runs to win. So, where to begin? Um, normally I would ask my colleagues, but I get to decide this time. Because <laughs> I'm the only one here. So, let's start at... Uh, where I was on Friday. Is that Friday? No, Thursday. Thursday. Um, and that was Middlesex versus Somerset. I was at Lord's. Crikey, I remember where I was now. And um, and yeah, <clears throat> it was a bit of a sort of unfortunately consistently unremarkable day with Middlesex from the bat. And it wasn't as it always seems to be the case, it wasn't a complete disaster. It wasn't like Northamptonshire, which we wanted to talk to, where 
it was basically the death knell had already rung Formula 6. It's kind of a situation where trailing by 148 runs with nine weeks remaining, a solid partnership, a big sort of a big partnership could get them to parity and beyond to a point where with a maybe a sort of they could dangle a carrot that could get Somerset to try and to try and chase something if they can battle all day tomorrow, for example. It could be interest, but it certainly is an uphill battle. And um Stoneman, Mark Stoneman and Stevie Eskenazki did really well actually to to see that to the close. Stoneman reaching forty five from sixty eight against um the likes of Peter Siddle and Matt Henry who ran rings around them, it must be said, in the first innings. And uh, and yeah, and they managed to break a habit of a lifetime and resist resist the oncoming West Country storm. And um and yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that one develops. Uh, Somerset definitely in the driving seat for for sure. But as we saw against against Nottinghamshire, don't put it past Somerset to to push for a victory in the absence of any any this season so far. I think that's right. Um and maybe give us extra shout if they can just hang on in there and sort of deceive Somerset, thinking there's no way they're gonna be able to 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 get this get this win, but actually they'll turn it on just at the right moment. Anyway, I'm rambling as a salty pseudo Middlesex fan. So we're gonna go elsewhere and we're gonna talk about Hampshire versus Northamptonshire. And for those who, who don't know, uh, Hampshire three hundred sixty seven all out in the first innings, very near century ninety five from one hundred eighty from James Vince, sort of the supported that first innings, only to be um, proven to be completely unnecessary, in as far as Northants only managed fifty six runs off of thirty point two overs in their first innings, um, sort of ducks everywhere like my my uh, local parks pond uh looking at the top of the order um, <laughs> Hassan Azad run out by Mason Crane without facing a ball but he did spend four minutes at the crease which is good I guess elsewhere Sam Whiteman captain 13 ball duck you've got uh James Sales second ball duck then directly after him you've got Tom Taylor five ball duck um uh, those are thankfully the only four ducks, but I regret to inform any North Hans fans that only one person made double figures, and that was Safe Zaib with 29 from 57 balls. Everyone else was in single figures, and um, yeah, pretty grim reading for, for North Hans fans. A big shout out to extras as well. Um, four leg wise coming in as the fifth top scorer across the innings, <laughs> remarkably. Um, so yeah, not ideal. Some obviously some some phenomenal figures for the Hampshire bowlers there. Um, Keith Barker, economy of one point zero eight for his four wickets, and um, Muhammad Abbas doing what Muhammad Abbas does. You already know that. Like you know, this is this is a standard stuff for them. Even if this might be a little bit silly, even by their standards. Um, but anyway, unsurprisingly, they enforced the follow one, and um, and I've made a better start. For sure, 50 for two. So they're only six runs away from reaching parity to their first inning score with uh, with Sam Whiteman making, uh, rectifying his first innings with a 25 not out of 43. Anyway, how's the timer doing? Eight minutes. Okay, so we've got two minutes left. That's that's good. 
we've uh, managed to fill for a little bit. If you're not already asleep, by the sound of my dulcet tones. Anyway, we are moving down to, let's talk about Sussex and Glamorgan. Um, uh, all eyes, really in the cricket world, I guess other than maybe in India, IPL's on, turning to to this match um, down at the First Central County Ground in Hove. And that's because it's a all-Australian affair, it seems. They've taken over the taken over the county championship with, I think it was one point Michael Nisa was bowling to Steve Smith with Labuschagne, right in shot at slip. And um, and yeah, and it's, it's not necessarily precursor to the Ashes, but there was certainly a peaked interest in it because of the Australian involvement. But uh, regrettably for the Australian contingent, uh, Ollie Robinson decided, first innings at least, that he didn't want Labuschagne to score any runs, pinned him up W for one. And then Steve Smith, after a little bit of time, actually was the, the superior of the Australians because Magnus has been on a tear lately. And when whereas Pajara was out for a duck, which is the first time this has happened in, I don't know how long, let me know. There'll be a stat somewhere. Um, C. Smith had a very assured and confident 89 from 183, which is ominous if he's starting to find form uh, ahead of the ashes. He got his he got his rust rustiness out earlier. Now he looks like he's back in, in, in fine touch. And another good up from Hudson Prentice as well. I was impressed with him when I saw him at Worcester. Um, but yeah, so they had 240 runs and then... Uh, sorry, 481 all out. And Glomogon now trail by 240 runs after they finished with Labuschagne 50 not out at the close and a quick fire um, 57 from 67 from Eddie Byram at the top and then also Zayn Al-Hassan 40 not out. Now, holding for time. Oh my God, the music's about to start. Okay, well that's a bit of a roundup. Thank you for sticking with me despite me being on my own and I will tell Seth to get the first flight back from Spain because this can't be, can't be tolerated any longer. Bye. Bye.